0: Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce, the podcast where we talk about any and everything and we keep it real. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, this beautiful Wednesday at 8 p.m. I'm excited to talk to you and I'm grateful that you would spend your evening with me tonight. I want to talk about something that's been on my heart to talk about. Um, And I actually, it stemmed from me thinking about past relationships, past friendships, past connections. And I wanted to talk to you about it today because it's something that I believe is important for your everyday life, important for you to have peace, important for you. To be able to care for yourself. And it's called Being Enough. The title for today is I Am Enough. As you know, I self published a book called 31 Ways to Self Care. In that 31 Ways to Self Care, one of the things that I discuss is prioritizing yourself putting yourself first and it sounds horrible it sounds wrong but it's very necessary because if you don't take care of yourself how can you possibly take care of anyone else how can you give love if you don't even have love for yourself oh you'll give attention you may give affection but I'm talking about true love real love that unconditional love if you don't love you so we focus tonight on you knowing that you are enough one of the issues that we face in life is being validated by other people from birth until death let's just be honest we want people to validate us that we want people to accept us we want People to approve us. We want people to say, Well done, great job, good work. You're an awesome person. You're beautiful. You're lovely. You're intelligent. You're smart. You're funny. You have it going on. You got it going on all together. We seek approval from people, even if it's not directly, even if it's unknowingly. But who let's be honest, wants to do a great job and not get congratulated for it? Who wants to wear a flawless, fierce outfit and not get a compliment? Who wants to accomplish a major event and everyone ignore it? So we can say all the time that we don't need anybody's approval. We don't need anyone's acceptance. We don't need anyone's validation. But can I be honest with you? Can we keep it real tonight? We may not seek validation. We may not seek after acceptance or approval. However, it feels good to be approved. It feels good to be accepted. It feels good to be uh, seen as important. When you do something, one other reasons besides giving your all doing your all wanting your best foot forward is also because there's a small part of us that wants to be able to say i did that i rocked it it was wonderful now that part is fine when we congratulate ourselves when we celebrate ourselves that's beautiful that's lovely It's when we seek after others to do it where it becomes a little dangerous. Now, we may be in relationships, friendships, associations, in family where we don't get that validation, where we don't get that acceptance, where we don't get that approval. And I'm here to tell you tonight that that is fine. Guess what? You accomplishing a great feat, you rocking that flawless outfit, that flawless makeup, that flawless haircut, that flawless look, you graduating, you doing whatever accomplishment you have done and achieved is good enough. If only you celebrate yourself, that is good enough. Guess what? You are still smart. You are still flawless. You are still wonderful. You are still great. Regardless if people shout it from the rooftops or ignore it in your face, you still rock. And I want you to get that into your spirit because there are times when our celebrating ourselves is not enough. And it has to be because there are people in life that won't appreciate you. There are people in life that will take advantage of you. I'm here to tell you the truth so that you understand that there are some haters out there. There are some haters in your life. There are some haters attached to you. There are some haters connected to you. There are some haters that you sleep with every night. There are some haters that you have Sunday dinner with every week. There are some haters that you um, associate with once a month. I would love to tell you that in your circle, in your family, in your friendships, in your associations, in your business dealings, in life, that you will not have somebody who does not hate on you. I would love to be able to tell you that. But I'd be lying. There's no person in this world where or who everyone likes, who everyone loves, who everyone celebrates. That's not true. And I don't want you to look for that. Because it becomes disappointing when we think that's the case. Because the first time someone disapproves of us or disapproves of us, we're sitting there with our heart on our sleeve and tears in our eyes and it doesn't feel good. But if you realistically go through life knowing that everybody is not going to love you, but moving forward anyway. See, here's the thing. One of the issues is when we're not celebrated or approved by people, we stop doing our best. We stop caring. We stop believing. We stop thinking that we are the cat's meow because Jojo didn't compliment us, because Sammy didn't say we were beautiful, because Mikey didn't like the outfit we had on, because Grace wasn't graceful in her ignoring of us. You understand? So it's dangerous and deadly when we put stock in other people's opinions of us. Oftentimes the people we want approval from and validation from are people who cannot validate, appreciate, or approve us in the first place. What makes them to know all of everything? What gives them the right to validate you? What gives them the capacity to approve you? Who are they that they should matter? I always think of it like this because I learned this the hard way. That's why I'm sharing it with you. If I'm happy with a project, if I'm happy with myself, if I think I look wonderful, that's all that matters. You're never going to make everyone happy. You can have 10 people in a room and eight of them think you look great. The sad part is that we'll take stock of the two who think we don't. You have eight people, nine if you include yourself, that think you look amazing, that you that think you did an awesome job, that think that the event you planned was the cat's meow. And I love saying that, that's why you hear it often. But we'll take stock in those two little snarky comments, the two little petty statements, the two little turned down mouths and the frowned up face looking like they were dipped in lemon juice. We'll take that to heart instead of celebrating with the eight that celebrated with us. You know you did a great job. You know you look good. So I need you to believe you. Everybody is not going to like everything you wear. Everybody's not going to like everything you do. Everyone is not going to sit there and clap for your accomplishments, your achievements. Everybody isn't. And the sooner you get that into mind, the sooner you can enjoy your life and enjoy the things that you've done. I hate when a person has accomplished something and they hide it. They push it to the background, they don't celebrate it, they don't speak on it. You know why that is? Oh yeah, uh uh-huh, they're shy, sure. Yeah, uh uh-huh, they are in the background. They don't like tooting their own horn. Yeah, I get all of that. But there's another piece too to some, some people. The other piece is the last time they tried to celebrate themselves or the first time they tried to clap for themselves, someone shot them down. Someone disapproved. Someone didn't clap back. Someone, or they clap back just in a negative way. Someone didn't give them their flowers. And because of it, they'd rather not say anything than feel the disappointment of the person not celebrating them again. That hurts. Do you know how hurtful it is to love someone or to like someone or to care about someone? And they don't celebrate you when you have an major accomplishment, a minor accomplishment. Heck, you tied your shoes today. Celebration. And they look at you like, okay, and... Or the people who take your shine. So you would have accomplished something. You worked out for an hour. Well, here they come with, I worked out for an hour and a half. And it's like, that's great, but can I get a whoop whoop for what I've done? Or the people who try to take away your shine when you graduated uh, cum laude. Now they come and say, well, I graduated magna cum laude. Okay, you graduated, right? With honors. Can I get mine for graduating with honors? People who always have to be the center of attention make it very difficult for people who are seeking validation and approval because They themselves, the ones taking the shine, are seeking approval and validation, and they are hungry. They are thirsty for it. So they'll take away your moment in order to have their moment. That's something I dislike. One of the things that my family, it's very funny, we have the the same tolerance level for some things. People who have to always be the center of attention, I say it's because they didn't receive it at home. They didn't get it growing up. They're not getting it now for whatever the reason is, they're lacking their self-approval And they're lacking the acceptance and attention from others in their lives and they seek it. So they seek to take away your shine and pull the shine off of you so that they can have it because they want every bit of attention, uh, uh, every bit of approval, every bit of the achievement that goes on. You can't give those people um, your attention as far as getting upset with them. they won't change until something changes in their life. There's nothing you can do. You can't celebrate them enough. You can't love on them enough. You can't boost them up enough. They will always seek to have it. So my family and I, we give it. We let them have their moment. We don't feed into it, nor do we take away from it. If they've done something, we're like, okay, cool. That's wonderful. Yes. Let the spotlight be on you. That's beautiful. And we let them have that moment. And after they've had that moment, Now back to (laughs) regularly scheduled programs, I was telling you about my children and we do that on purpose because if you start allowing people to minimize or ignore or take over your shine, then here we are talking about what we're talking about today. You won't know that you are enough. You'll always feel like there's someone better than me. There's someone accomplishing more than me there's someone who deserves more than me. I'm here to tell you that you deserve. You are important. You are worthy. You are worthwhile. You are. When God created you, he created you for a purpose and your purpose was not to hide who you are. Your purpose was not to minimize the things he's done for you now we're not talking about bragging and boasting please be clear just because you say you graduated from college is not bragging or boasting that is a huge accomplishment you are supposed to talk about it you are supposed to receive flowers because of it you did something great even if you put your shirt on the right way or you matched your socks that's something to be proud of Because what people may not know is that you're colorblind. So the mere fact that you put on two of the same color socks they match, that's an accomplishment. What about people who have suffered from heart attacks or strokes that are able to take that first step or to lift their hands up? That's a major, major accomplishment because they weren't able to. So, yes, celebrate yourself. Get your flowers now. It's important to know that you are enough. After the break, we'll come back and discuss why it's important for you to know your self-worth, why it's important for you to know your own value, and why it's important to get your flowers for yourself when you can. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. We're talking about being enough. I am enough. I want you to begin saying that as you're able, you know, I don't want you to say that people are looking at you like uh, we're in the middle of a meeting. (laughs) Why are you saying you are enough? But I want you to get into the habit of affirming yourself. I talk about that also in the book, 31 Ways to Self-Care, that I self-published in May. If you don't have a copy, they're available on my website. I can send you an autographed copy. The website is www.authorandreajoyce.com and it's also available on Amazon. So I want you to get into the habit of affirming yourself. It's so easy to compliment other people. It's so easy to big up other people and put a spotlight on them. It's not so easy for us to love on ourselves. We feel a little guilty. We feel a little braggadocious. Like I shouldn't do it because other people will think that I have a big head, that I'm conceited, that I'm arrogant. But it's not that you're telling yourself, you're not telling the world, hey, look at me for a minute. That's not what I'm saying. You're telling yourself you are enough. You are beautiful. You are love. You are lovely. You are worthy. You are valuable. You need to start doing those things. Look in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and tell yourself those things. If you don't believe it, keep speaking it. Keep calling it forth. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue, so speak life to yourself. How long have you been speaking death and rehearsing the the negative things in your life or the bad decisions, the bad choices you've made or where you feel you failed? How many times have you rehearsed that? Well, I want you to counteract that by rehearsing all the good things. You woke up this morning, you put on your socks the right way, And I know it sounds uh, silly, but it's real. There are some people who can't find anything that they've done right. So I want you to start where you are. Remember, start where you are. If you have to say, I brushed my teeth correctly, if that's all you can think that you did correctly, I want you to um, laud it. I want you to applaud it. I want you to brag about it to yourself. I accomplished something. It becomes easier to give yourself a hug and to pat yourself on the back the more consistently you do it. It may not be comfortable for you at first, but if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your superpower, if you don't believe you're worthy, who else will? You are your biggest cheerleader. I know you're used to being your biggest fault finder, but you are your biggest cheerleader. Cheerleader. So I want you to begin cheering for yourself. I want you to begin uplifting yourself. I want you to begin rooting for yourself. You can do it. You are awesome. You have a superpower. What is your superpower? Is it making people laugh? Is it um, being organized? Is it loving on people? Start applauding yourself. So that others will get into the habit of seeing the positive around you. Don't you know when you start calling things forth, when you start knowing your power and your strength and start seeing yourself, that other people see it. It's not that there are words around your body, you know, like on the cartoons. However, it's your confidence level. It's your the way you stand erect. It's holding your shoulders back. It's having your head lifted up instead of looking down in the feet. They see it on you and they react to your vibration. They react to your vibe. They react to your aura. So give people the opportunity to see who you are for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make mistakes. We get that because there is no perfect person. But let's stop spotlighting the negative. The negative holds us bound and it brings forth an aura of we deserve nothing but bad things because we made a bad choice a bad decision and we wear it like funk can I tell you that when you carry around negative emotions negative feelings it's like you're emitting this smell you're emitting this call have you ever noticed sometimes that when you're in a bad state of mind When you're in a negative emotion, when you have a negative attitude, when you feel uh, lesser than, you start attracting people who have that same thing going on or you attract people who would uh, use where you are right then, like they'll dump on you because you feel like you should be dumped on. So you start attracting that. So now we need to shift that and shake it so you can stop attracting what you don't need and attract what you need and want. That is so important in this season that you attract positivity and positive people and positive experiences. So you may not feel it 100%, but the more you speak it, the more you start shifting. Can I be honest with you and share something very personal with you? I didn't know I was going here today, but I need to give you an example of it. When I was homeless, I, yes, I was homeless. That That's another topic for another day. When I was homeless, I began um, eating mint candy. I'm going to give you the abridged short version. And I became addicted to the sugar. So I would eat it constantly and continually for years. And I finally broke it. Now, that was years before years later, because of that sugar addiction, I found myself losing my teeth. I found myself having rotten teeth that fell out. And so it was shocking to me. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I suffered with low self-esteem for a long time. So I built myself up a little bit and I became a little vain. Maybe a lot vain. I'm going to be honest with you. There was a point that I was like, oof, Andrew, you're shallow and vain. I want to be honest with you so you get this. And so for a vain and shallow person to have a physical imperfection that's major, it is not only a blow to your ego, it's a blow to your confidence. It's a blow to everything. I shut myself in the house for over a year. It happened in 2011. People didn't see me until 2012 towards the end because I was forced to leave my house. I was forced to go to church and I was so ashamed. I would cover my mouth with my hand and I would talk through my hand hand, and people would look at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But I didn't want them to look at my mouth. I was so distraught. I was so defeated that low self-esteem kept came knocking at the door and I had defeated it but here it was knocking at the door on a different level and it was winning and so the whole aura around me I had my head down I wouldn't look people in the eye because I didn't want to see their um disappointment I didn't want them I didn't want to see their um uh disillusionment laughing or looking shocked or looking disgusted so I would cover my uh, mouth with my hand for a long time I would not speak now you all know I'm a teacher preacher I, I go and speak different places a motivational speaker I have been invited to go places to speak I stopped going I stopped accepting invitations I stopped being available I hid because I was ashamed and embarrassed about my mouth And here it was, years before the sugar addiction happened, but years later, the repercussions of that activity caught up with me. And so in 2012, you know, I started coming out, but I was in the shell. I promised you I would not lift my head up. I would not look at people in the eye. I would look at their mouths or their chin or look down on the ground. I didn't talk. I tried not to talk a lot because how long can you keep your hand over your mouth? I didn't laugh. I didn't smile. And so being in that cocoon, guess what I was drawing? People who could take advantage of that cocoon. Um, People who didn't see my worth. People who didn't acknowledge my worth because I didn't see it. When I dealt with low self-esteem for years, it had to do with my complexion. I was a dark-skinned girl growing up in New Jersey, and my community was a multicultural community. In my school, there weren't many African-Americans when I first began the school, and then there were not many dark-skinned African-Americans, so I stood out. I was one of the darkest kids there, so I stood out. And I got ridiculed. I got teased. I got called all kinds of names. And so I suffered with low self-esteem. It wasn't just classmates, schoolmates. It was friends who would tease. It was uh, family members who weren't so loving when it came to that because, you know, there were different comments and different concoctions given so I could become lighter. So there were different things poured into me as to why my dark skin should be hated and thus because my dark skin should be hated because I wore it I should be hated too so it took me over 30 years for me to love the skin I was in and I'll talk more about that another time but I want to let you know that I did suffer with low self-esteem for years so when I finally got out of that and started loving myself and started liking myself then something major happened that made me go right back into that cocoon that I had found myself being freed from. Well, I was enslaved again because now I really was um, hidden because I was uncomfortable with how I looked and I, I didn't want the judgment and I didn't want the questions. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. So I cloaked myself. I covered myself. I hid myself. For a long time, it took me to get over it because guess what? I wasn't able to fix the problem like with my skin. I wasn't able to fix that issue other people had and placed on me. I wasn't able to fix the dental problem either. Not then. And so I had to learn one of two things. Either I was going to remain in the cocoon. Either I was going to remain hidden with my head bowed in embarrassment and shame, or I was going to look past that and do the things that I wanted to do. Did I want to die without walking into the things that God called for me to do? Did I want to just be sitting in the corner in my room rocking back and forth because I was devastated by the change in my appearance? Or was I going to say, you know what? It is what it is right now. I can't do anything about it right now. So I might as well live. And people who don't like it don't have to associate with me. People who don't understand or people who judge me can keep moving. They can keep it moving and not be in my face or in my atmosphere. If they don't get it, if they don't accept it, that's on them. But I'm not going to allow this to hold me any longer. I've been captive for too long. The majority of my life, I've been captive to other people's thoughts of me. And I was not going to take it anymore. I am enough. I am. And I remember an apostle, a very good friend of mine. We haven't spoken in a a long time, but I remember the words he spoke to me. And it was life-changing. He said, The person who loves you is going to love you just as you are now, not for the changes you want to make. He said, I know you're uncomfortable with your looks, but the person who loves you is going to see past that and see you right now, the way you're crying, your head is bowed, Your head is down, you feel shame, you feel embarrassment. Okay, he didn't say all those words, but I'm talking about what my right now was that he was talking about. The way you see yourself now, they're gonna love you in spite of, despite what you're going through and how you feel, in spite of. So if a person can love you that much, why can't you love yourself? And that was life-changing. And I decided right then and there, you know what? It's other people's issues. I don't like it, but until I get the ability to change it, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to sit in a corner. I'm not going to hide my gift because I know the gift things that God gave me. Speaking is a huge one. Yes, I'm a writer. Yes, I love writing. Yes, my words will be in books for years and years and years to come. However, one of my other gifts is speaking. I speak life to people. I encourage people. I speak the word of God as he gives it to me. I am his prophet. So how can I prophetically say something to a person if I don't dare speak because of shame, because of embarrassment, because I don't like the way I look? I had to check myself. And then as if I needed additional confirmation, I thought about stories in the Bible who was perfect who was the one that besides Jesus that went out and did what God wanted them to do that had nothing going against them and I thought about Moses Moses didn't want to go out because he stuttered he didn't want the people to laugh at him he was ashamed of the way he spoke he was embarrassed hey Moses meet Andrea people would laugh at me I'd be embarrassed I'd be ashamed but guess what even with the faults that he felt about himself even though people would look at him and may have laughed and may have challenged him and may have hurt his feelings guess what People needed salvation. They needed to be saved from bondage. So he had a call on his life. Yes, he could have hung up the phone. Yes, he didn't have to answer the call, but he did. And the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, the big exodus. And I said to myself, how dare I sit on the word of God How dare I sit on encouraging other people and digging up other people because I'm embarrassed and ashamed? How dare I allow people to miss the mark because cosmetically I'm not all put together, because I'm not the finest thing I thought I was, because I have an impediment, a a, a hindrance, because things aren't the way I want them to be. How dare I have those feelings and those thoughts when people's lives are at stake? So I will go to heaven and look look at God and say, I'm sorry, dad. I know there are about 15 million people in hell because I didn't preach the words you wanted me to preach. I didn't teach the words you wanted me to teach. Oh, there are people who are sick in their bodies right now because you know I was sitting in a chair crying because I didn't like What I looked like. That could be me. But I don't want that. You know my goal. Is to get to heaven. God look at me and say well done. My good and faithful servant. Period. Well done. I can't get that. By worrying about what I look like. Do I want to change? Absolutely. Do I want to be foxy fine? Yes, yes, yes I do. I'm being honest with you. I want to be flawless. I want my smile back. I want to smile and dazzle more than the sun. Absolutely do. But until I'm able to do that, I will not be silenced. I will not be quiet. I will not miss speaking the word of God or speaking words of encouragement or upliftment or inspiration that I'm called to do. And if people can't accept looking at me, then close your eyes. And listen to the words, (laughs) put on your shades, walk away. But I'm still going to do what God called me to do. Because guess what? I'm accountable. I'm responsible for doing what God requires. To whom much is given, much is required. God has blessed me with much. So I am required to be obedient to him. My obedience is to him, not to man. My pleasing is to God, not to man. So I have to do what he called me to do. So I have to look in the mirror every morning with a a, a mouth that I don't even like and say, I am enough. I am beautiful. I am wonderful. I am unique. I am loved. I am smart (laughs) I'm intelligent, I'm deep, I'm gorgeous, ooh, I am powerful, and believe it, not just say it to be wasting time in air, but to believe it, do you know, you all know my oldest daughter, if you don't, I have an older daughter who will be 27 this year, she has a notebook, and in her notebook, she wrote, I don't know if it's a poem per se. It's words of encouragement. But to me, it's, it feels like a poem. It's like two pages or three pages long of affirmations. And that, and I need to um, ask her to publish that because that, that, that's so important. When I tell you, when I read her notebook, I had tears running out of my eyes. Not tears of sadness, Not tears of sorrow, not tears of self-pity, not tears of anger and frustration. Why did I have to go through? No, I had tears of healing, of restoration, of joy. Because as I read those words out loud to a mirror, I believed them because I know what I've been through. And guess what? I am still here. I'm no longer striving. I'm no longer surviving. But I'm actually living. And I'm walking toward abundant living. Getting all that God has for me here on earth. So that when I get to heaven and he opens up the door of blessings, it's empty. Because i walked into everything God has for me. See, I'm headed to that level. That's why we have this podcast called Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. Because I want you to walk into abundant living. I want you to walk into a better life. I want you to be better, to feel better, to do better, to choose better, to live better. That's my goal. Everything I do is to help you be better. For you to be uplifted. And for you to love yourself. That's why I do what I do. And so today, I need you to understand, accept, believe, acknowledge that you are enough. And if there are people around you that make you feel lesser than, take out some scissors. It's time to get to work cutting back those thorns cutting back that negativity, cutting back some people. You don't deserve to be dumped on. I don't care what you have done in life. God can forgive it. So you forgive yourself for it and don't allow people to keep taking you there. True forgiveness does not mean I may forget something. But it means the sting is no longer there and I'm not going to keep rehearsing it. If someone says they've forgiven you, but yet they bring it up, they have not truly forgiven you. And it's up to you to decide, are you going to stay in that place? Are you going to continue being dumped on? Because here's the thing. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you may have hurt them. You may have devastated them. But is your penance supposed to be you getting dogged every day? You getting uh, checked every day? You getting looked at funny every day? You getting tried every day? Is that what is supposed to happen? Not in a healthy relationship. If it's that deep and that serious and you two want to stay together, then you need to go to counseling. So, all those feelings and emotions can be worked on, so they can be released, so you can be healed. Healing is what you need. Being reminded of every wrong thing you ever did is not healthy. That is a form of control. And unfortunately, family members, relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, supervisors, people want to hold you in their control and power. Not all, but there are some. And they know as long as they can control you, they get to do what they want to do to you. As long as you believe you deserve less than, they can treat you like less than. I remember being in a relationship one time when I dropped out of school, I dropped out of college. I went to an HBCU. I had a great time while I was there. I had a horrible time while I was there. There's a lot that goes into that, but we're not going to talk about all of that right now. I'm actually writing a book about it. I'll tell you about that soon. But I dropped out. That's the key. And for years, I got dogged out because I dropped out of school. And it hurt me because people would keep reminding me that I was a dropout like I didn't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't go through all I went through. Now, they didn't know my entire story of what happened while I was there. But the end result was I no longer attended there. And so there were times in this relationship, and I'm being a, a transparent with you, where I was made to feel like I was nothing because I dropped out of school. Because I was with someone who graduated from school. And had their degree. And they were working on another degree. And so because I was a college dropout. I was made to feel like. I did not deserve. Their level. Or to be on their level I guess is the better way to say it. And so occasionally I would get the snarky remark. The snide comment. About me being a dropout. And it would bother me. (laughs) can I be honest, it would bother me. And so I started changing. I stopped seeing myself in a positive light. I started seeing myself in their light. So now remember, I was already dealing with low self-esteem. And one thing about dealing with low self-esteem, it doesn't take a lot for more things to be piled on you when you're already dealing with one negative thing. So I'm already dealing with the complexion issue. So now I feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't deserve this guy because he's a college graduate and I'm not. And oh, my gosh, how dare I even be in his presence? Oh, my mighty one. And I'm serious. I felt like that, like, oh, my gosh, he should be honored above all men because he graduated from college. And I'm lesser because I did not. I dropped out. But then a funny, curious thing happened. And this is why I love God. I mean, God is just awesome. The person came to me to help them with a spreadsheet. Now, I dropped out of college. I didn't drop out of life. (laughs) I went to business school in order to better the life for my daughter and I. And I graduated number two in my class, which was really big because the um, number one student graduated with a 3.99 and I graduated with a 3.98 and there are numbers behind but we were not even half a point half a percent of a point behind each other so had I gotten one better grade in the class I would have been the valedictorian but I was the salutatorian so I wasn't stupid and it wasn't five people in our business class there were over 50 students so I know that's not a lot but guess what? I am enough. And so I graduated from business school with a degree in office administrative technology. So I learned on the DOS system of Windows. When you learned on the DOS, which is the dinosaur system of Windows, the new um, versions that came were so much easier. We had to actually put in, um, I, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. We actually had to type in almost uh uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say um we couldn't just hit file with a mouse no we had to f1 f2 f11 f that okay that sounded wrong and then put in some keystrokes in order to get things that pop up instantly now and so I had experience in all of Microsoft I knew and I taught myself The things I didn't get in business school to make myself even better, I trained myself, and this is before YouTube University, on how to do PowerPoint and Publisher and all those things. Those were yet, those were new when I was coming into the work field. But I wanted to make myself even better. Access, well, I did have access to school. So I taught myself these things, right? And so I knew how to do spreadsheets. I, I could close my eyes and hook up a whole chart, spreadsheet, anything that you need. So there was a project he was working on at work and he was struggling with it. Yes, the college graduate that rubbed my face into being a college dropout and came to me and asked me to help him because he knew I knew how to do it. God is so awesome because I could have been a not nice person, thank you, Holy Spirit, and said, no, I'm lesser than, I'm subservient, My head is bowed down to you, almighty one, because you're a college graduate. I'm a lowly high school graduate. I'm a dropout of college. But I didn't do that. I helped him with the project, and one project became five projects, became can you do this also, and do you know how to do this presentation, do you know how to do that, and do you know how to do this? So the lowly dropout... was helping the mighty, mighty, mighty graduate, college degreed graduate and I was like, wait a minute though how could I possibly help you with the way you've been talking to me and treating me I shouldn't know how to do anything I shouldn't be able to help you I'm beneath you, remember I'm not, I'm not on your level but I wasn't petty white at that time well I actually was, but I didn't respond in petty white fashion That I'm known for I just helped but on the inside there was a little piece of me that was smiling saying I am enough and regardless if he recognizes it or not if he acknowledges it or not I'm going to acknowledge I am brilliant first of all let's 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 remember uh you were number two in class by half a percent of a point You are valid, I mean, salutatorian out of 50 something students. You graduated from business school. You are certified to work. Hmm. And do you remember your SAT scores? I mean, I started bringing up stuff like that and celebrating myself because nobody would do it if I wasn't. If I felt lesser than, I was going to be treated as lesser than. And so that same energy I had to bring to myself when I was overcoming feeling uh, low self-esteem for my complexion. I had to overcome and bring that same energy when I was going through the whole and still am going through the dental issue. And not having the 12,000, 2,000, 15,000, whatever the money is, to get my teeth fixed. But I had to look in the mirror and remind myself not only am I enough, not only am I wonderful, not only am I worthy, not only am I valuable, but here are some examples. Because sometimes the words feel empty, but then you give examples to yourself. I graduated high school. I graduated business school. I have a business. I don't have to clock in nine to five and be stressed and build somebody else up. Guess what? I can build my own business. Guess what? I wrote a script. I am a self-published author of two books, about to be three books, about to be a hundred books. Take what you've done and build yourself up. I made an omelet, I made up my bed, I tied my shoes. I don't care what your achievement was. Don't lesser the things that you do. Sometimes you've got to go to the basic because you can't think of anything big you've done. Well, guess what, boo, anything you accomplish is big, anything, and you're talking to yourself. When you have those low moments, and you feel like crap. And you feel like you don't deserve anything. You feed into yourself. And celebrate yourself. Heck. Sometimes you have to say. I made it without killing my supervisor. I made it without going off on my coworker. I made it without quitting. Celebrate you. You are enough. Get it into your spirit for yourself. Get it all over you so it's your aura. It's the way you carry yourself. There is nothing sexier than confidence. I didn't say arrogance. I didn't say conceit. I said confidence. Knowing you are wonderful. Because you are worth that. My brother, my sister... My mother, my father, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, whoever you are to me in the spirit. I'm not talking about my natural family. I'm talking about you, those supporters, those that are listening. You are enough. You are worth everything. Don't let bad decisions, bad choices, wrong things, faults, flaws, Failures beat you down. We all have them. Otherwise, our names would be Jesus. They're not. I don't care if you are named Jesus or Jesus, you are not Christ. So, because we are not Christ, we all have something. Some things. Okay, we get it. Now, what about the positive? What about the positive things? So you need to have that confidence in yourself so you can push forward to the things God has for you in the future. He doesn't want you rehearsing the past. He's not. He's forgiven it and let it go. That's why I never said God has forgiven me a million times. God has forgiven me one time because guess what? When he forgives me that one time, everything's gone. So I start fresh. <laughs> It's like it never happened. And if God doesn't hold you, don't let people hold you and don't allow yourself to hold you. Let it go and forgive yourself. We'll talk about that. But today, tonight, this week, this month, this year, for the rest of your life, I want you to take a few moments every day to just love on yourself to tell yourself how great you are, how wonderful you are. Don't you know the way you start your day is usually the way your day will be? Imagine speaking life into yourself, praying and giving all your cares to God. You have a 50% chance of having a marvelous day. For me, when I do that, no matter things that happen throughout the day, that's enough affect me the way it would have if I woke up negative and negatively and and had that monkey on my back so I'm just saying give God your cares your concerns all of that give it all to him and leave it with him but you speak life into yourself you affirm yourself you confirm yourself you value yourself you appreciate Yourself. You acknowledge your accomplishments. Don't wait for other people to pat yourself on the back. Guess what? Your arm reaches around your shoulder on your back. I'm patting my back right now. So you don't have to wait for somebody to come up and say, Good job, Walter. Great job, Ann. You pat yourself and say, I did it. That was me. Great job. Yes. And then we'll talk later on about celebrating yourself because I. I believe in that 100%. And that's one of the chapters in the book as well. So 31 ways to self-care. A huge part of self-caring is loving on yourself, affirming yourself, speaking life over yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. This is Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. I promise you I won't lie to you. I won't tell you anything false. I won't tell you anything I won't tell you anything I have not tried, have not been through. And I will be as transparent as I can because I want your life to be better. I love you and thank you for your support. I'll see you next week.